with today being the winter solstice, the shortest day, longest night of the year here in the Northern Hemisphere, Yule, it is a beautiful day to celebrate the return of the light because henceforth the days will get longer again and slowly but surely the spring will the spring will spring spring will spring summer will return and we will be warm and there will be light all over again we know that you were born magical. We know that you are intuitive and we know that you are brimming with everyday enchantment. Here at the Sisters Enchanted, we believe in intention, we believe in intuition, and we believe in everyday magic. Welcome in to the Expedition to Soul podcast. Welcome to today's special podcast episode and Yule blessings to everybody listening in today. I uh, this is one of my most favorite days of the year, which is interesting because I don't super love winter. <laughs> and this is the first day of winter. It is the winter solstice. It is also the shortest day of the year, uh, the longest night. And what I love, though, about this day in particular is Oh, I love so much about it. I actually love that it is this marker that calls us to go inward, uh, to think about what we're grateful for from the year past, to set intentions for the year ahead, uh, really, and not even to set intentions on this day, but to start thinking about, you know, how have we been and how do we want to be, to really connect to ourselves, to slow down to appreciate the slower, darker days and just take a beat in life. And I love that invitation because I don't, we don't get it, you know, in the world that we live in, that's not something that we are often uh, free to do. Now, there are so many amazing stories to read this time of the year. I'm going to tell you one today from our Stay Magic magazine. It's a free digital magazine. If you don't have your copy yet, grab it. But one of my favorite books that I recommend anybody get their hands on. It's called The Return of the Light, 12 Tales from Around the World for Winter Solstice by Carolyn McVicker Edwards. So that's Carolyn McVicker Vicar Edwards. The Return of the Light is what it's called. And it is Tales from Around the World for the Winter Solstice. So what I love about this book and stories for this time of year is that Every, like every culture has a story for this time of year. Now, obviously the popular story where if you live in America, which most, most of y'all do, um, or in a Christian society, we have the story of Jesus being born. So the sun is born on Christmas, just like the sun returns again at Yule. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> and so I love these different interpretations of this time of year. And the hope that is one thing that we can see throughout all of these stories from around the world is some like a, a sense maybe of loss and uncertainty and then hope. So even the story of Jesus being born, there is uncertainty there. There's the travel, you know, where are they going to, where can they sleep? Who's going to house them? Uh, there's this uncertainty to it. There's a darkness. It's a time of darkness. And then the light, the sun is born. So some of the stories that I love from this book, The Return of the Light, 
uh, that you may be familiar with, How Maui Snared the Sun. That is a popular story, particularly with the Disney movie Moana. When that came out, you might know Maui from, from there. And that's the story that Maui is a demigod who snared the sun um, for the people. But the story also, you know, with that, there was too much sun. So then there was darkness and then, you know, the sun had to come back again. There is the story of Loki and how he killed his brother, um, Balder, who was the like the shining light of the Norse pantheon and what that did to uh, to bring sadness and darkness and how they found hope again there. The story of La Bifana and the Royal Child of Light. And so there's tons of different versions of the Bifana Christmas witch story. Now I'm going to tell you the story today about Frau Perkta, if I'm saying that correctly, Frau Perkta, uh, who's a German. This is a German tale uh, and was one that the, one, the Grimm brothers captured, one of their tales. But I'm going to actually read it to you today from um, our magazine. One of our team members wrote it. And La Bifana is the Italian Christmas witch. And so there's different versions of La Bifana <laughs> and uh, how whether she's good or, or not. But in the story in this book, The Return of the Light, La Bifana is a witch. And she sort of, there's the overlap with Christianity in that there is a child of the light being born. And she misses the parade to bring a gift to the child. So now every night she goes out and leaves a gift for every child um, because she's not sure which one is the child of the light. So on Halloween or on Halloween, excuse me. And it's not, I think I said every night <laughs> I'm mixing up my stories on Christmas night, La Bifana or Christmas Eve, she goes out and she, or Yule Eve, I guess she goes out and leaves a gift for every child because she's not sure which one is the child of the light because she misses the parade to bring a gift to the child of the light. So I think that the big theme for us here really with Yule and this time of year in general, like whatever day you do the pause, it is just this time of hope, of light, of remembering that there is hope after darkness. There is light after darkness. Um, after loss, there is life, all of those themes. And to Remember that we go through those themes in our life again and again and again. One of the ways that we celebrate in my household, the winter solstice and Yule is with a spiral. So we will either just do this in our backyard. There is a beach near us that has a spiral built out of uh, rocks. So if the weather is appropriate or, you know, we'll go there. Um, but, and one year we did it right in our kitchen because it was just what happened that year. But we usually make some hand homemade handmade lanterns. Uh, we do this with like mason jars or we've done them with just um, like really thick cardstock paper and kind of made a uh, cylinder and then taped a bottom to it and maybe cut out some designs and painted them or decorated them. We've done it with paper mache. So all different ways to do this, but make a lantern and then we walk a spiral and the, sim the symbolism of this, the reason we do this is because you're always returning uh, in life to the same themes again and again and again. And the light and these themes are just spiraling outward as you grow in your own life. So we teach our 5i framework as a spiral as well, because you're 
once life is never done, you know, you're always, I mean, eventually it is, but when you're living your life, you're coming back through the same lessons, the same types of themes over and over and over again. So we walk our spiral to symbolize that, how we're kind of resetting again at the beginning of a new year, a new season. We're going on another round around the spiral and also the spiraling out of the sun and the light. All right. So in our Stay Magic magazine, it's a free digital magazine. If you haven't grabbed it, I'm going to actually just read to you the story. It's called Frau Perkta, a Winter Witch. This is a German tale, an old German tale. And this is the interpretation written by our own Naomi Harris. So Naomi is a graduate of our holistic witchery and astrology programs. She uh, is trained in tarot coaching and astrology coaching by us. And she actually works now with us on our marketing endeavors and spreading the word of the sisters enchanted. So she wrote this for all of us. I'm going to go ahead and read it. Have you ever heard about Frau Perkta, legend from way back? In olden times, she was the talk of the towns, seen as both a shining goddess for the good and a fierce old witch for the wicked. With roots in the legends of the wild hunt, her tale has stood the test of time. In the days when you gathered around the fire to learn important lessons about life, Perkta came on the scene as an ancient goddess. She looked out for families, making sure they were working hard and keeping their homes tidy. If you were good and proved to be a hard worker, dedicated to taking care of the things that must be done to survive the winter, she'd leave a little gift of silver for you. If not, well, you wouldn't want to be on her naughty list. Let's just say she is sometimes referred to as the belly slitter. <laughs> as Yule approached, homes buzzed with spinning wheels, busy with wool, a necessity for staying warm during winter. And those who had worked hard, you could look forward to a reward. But Frau Perkta had a knack for knowing who was slacking off. Those who were lazy and didn't prepare would find themselves face to face with Perkta's wrath. And she was not someone you'd want to mess with. Years rolled by and centuries passed, and Perkta's story got a twist here and there. Frau Perkta was rolled into the lore of Christianity as well, becoming the shadow lurking around the doorstep of those who didn't work hard in the days leading to the 12 days of Christmas. The famous Grimm brothers painted her as more of a wicked witch, matching the fairy tale stories of their time. But no matter how her story changed, the core of it stayed the same. Presence for those who were nice and punishment for those who were naughty. Remind you of anyone? Krampus or Santa? Fast forward to modern times and you'll see Frau Perkta hasn't been forgotten. In parts of Europe, people still dress up and parade around to remember her during Yule season and leading up to the Christian holiday, holiday epiphany. She's a mix of fun, danger, and a little bit of spookiness, reminding everyone of the old traditions and a time when consequences were a bit more severe. Even now, when Yule comes around, tales are told of her approaching visit, and you can bet the metaphorical spinning wheels are still turning. Perkta's story is a powerful cautionary tale, teaching children to keep busy, maintain the balance, and do their part for their community, reminding them of the virtues of hard work and the consequences of not helping out. So as Yule rolls in, let's keep the story of Frau Perkta in mind. Her tale is a reminder to stay on our toes and get stuff done. Very fitting for Sagittarius and Capricorn season. With the spinning wheels buzz and the winter's airs, winter airs chill, we're reminded of Yule's harsh yet powerful magic embodying the spirit of the winter season. I love that way. I love that story and the way Naomi told it for us. So Frau Perkta, there is a story for you that maybe you did not know. Uh, in my ancestry, I am mostly German. So I love hearing these stories. That's why I love the Norse myths so much the old Germanic pagan tales. I just love them. And I love this story. So there is one for you to tell possibly or not to your family. 
uh, and at Yule today, light some candles, maybe make a cozy beverage, walk a Yule spiral today, tomorrow, anytime between now and the end of the year. There's really no, there's no wrong time to do this, uh, but appreciate that there is hope. There is new life just around the corner. The light has returned again. And I do hope that you have a lovely Yule season and that it is off to a beautiful start for you and yours. So Yule blessings to all of you listening in today. And may you find the light in this winter solstice. Thank you for listening in today. And until next time, I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead.
with today being the winter solstice, the shortest day, longest night of the year here in the Northern Hemisphere, Yule, it is a beautiful day to celebrate the return of the light because henceforth the days will get longer again and slowly but surely the spring will, the spring will spring, spring will spring, summer will return and we will be warm and there will be light all over again. Welcome to today's special podcast episode and Yule blessings to everybody listening in today. Uh, this is one of my most favorite days of the year, which is interesting because I don't super love winter. <laughs> and this is the first day of winter. It is the winter solstice. It is also the shortest day of the year, uh, the longest night. And what I love, though, about this day in particular is, oh, I love so much about it. I actually love that it is this marker that calls us to go inward, uh, to think about what we're grateful for from the year past, to set intentions for the year ahead, uh, really, and not even to set intentions on this day, but to start thinking about, you know, how have we been and how do we want to be, to really connect to ourselves, to slow down to appreciate the slower, darker days and just take a beat in life. And I love that invitation because I don't, we don't get it, you know, in the world that we live in, that's not something that we are often uh, free to do. Now, there are so many amazing stories to read this time of the year. I'm going to tell you one today from our Stay Magic magazine. It's a free digital magazine. If you don't have your copy yet, grab it. But one of my favorite books that I recommend anybody get their hands on. It's called The Return of the Light, 12 Tales from Around the World for Winter Solstice by Carolyn McVicker Edwards. So that's Carolyn McVicker Vicar Edwards. The Return of the Light is what it's called. And it is Tales from Around the World for the Winter Solstice. So what I love about this book and stories for this time of year is that Every, like every culture has a story for this time of year. Now, obviously the popular story where if you live in America, which most, most of y'all do, um, or in a Christian society, we have the story of Jesus being born. So the sun is born on Christmas, just like the sun returns again at Yule. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> and so I love these different interpretations of this time of year. And the hope that is one thing that we can see throughout all of these stories from around the world is some like a, a sense maybe of loss and uncertainty and then hope. So even the story of Jesus being born, there is uncertainty there. There's the travel, you know, where are they gonna, where can they sleep? Who's going to house them? Uh, there's this uncertainty to it. There's a darkness. It's a time of darkness. And then the light, the sun is born. So some of the stories that I love from this book, The Return of the Light, uh, that you may be familiar with, How Maui Snared the Sun, that is a popular story, particularly with the Disney movie Moana. When that came out, you might know Maui from, from there. And that's the story that Maui is a demigod who snared the sun um, for the people. But the story also, you know, with that, 
there was too much sun. So then there was darkness and then, you know, the sun had to come back again. There is the story of Loki and how he killed his brother, um, Balder, who was the like the shining light of the Norse pantheon and what that did to uh, to bring sadness and darkness and how they found hope again there. The story of La Bifana and the royal child of light. And so there's tons of different versions of the Bifana Christmas witch story. Now I'm going to tell you the story today about Frau Perkta if I'm saying that correctly, Frau Perkta, uh, who's a German. This is a German tale uh, and was one that the, one of the Grimm brothers captured, one of their tales. But I'm going to actually read it to you today from um, our magazine. One of our team members wrote it. And La Bifana is the Italian Christmas witch. And so there's different versions of La Bifana <laughs> and uh, how whether she's good or, or not. But in the story in this book, The Return of the Light, La Bifana is a witch. And she sort of, there's the overlap with Christianity in that there is a child of the light being born. And she misses the parade to bring a gift to the child. So now every night she goes out and leaves a gift for every child um, because she's not sure which one is the child of the light. So on Halloween, or on Halloween, excuse me, and it's not, I think I said every night, <laughs> I'm mixing up my stories. On Christmas night, La Bifana, or Christmas Eve, she goes out and she, or Yule Eve, I guess, she goes out and leaves a gift for every child because she's not sure which one is the child of the light because she misses the parade to bring a gift to the child of the light. So I think that the big theme for us here really with Yule and this time of year in general, like whatever day you do the pause, it is just this time of hope, of light, of remembering that there is hope after darkness. There is light after darkness. Um, after loss, there is life all of those themes and to remember that we go through those themes in our life again and again and again. One of the ways that we celebrate in my household, the winter solstice and Yule is with a spiral. So we will either just do this in our backyard. There is a beach near us that has a spiral built out of uh, rocks. So if the weather's appropriate or, you know, we'll go there. Um, but, and one year we did it right in our kitchen because it was just, what happened that year, but we usually make some hand homemade handmade lanterns. Uh, we do this with like Mason jars or we've done them with just, um, like really thick cardstock paper and kind of made a, uh, cylinder and then taped a bottom to it and maybe cut out some designs and painted them or decorated them. We've done it with paper mache. So all different ways to do this, but make a lantern, and then we walk a spiral. And the, sim the symbolism of this, the reason we do this is because you're always returning uh, in life to the same themes again and again and again. And the light and these themes are just spiraling outward as you grow in your own life. So we teach our 5i framework as a spiral as well, because you're once life is never done, you know, you're always, I mean, eventually it is, but when you're living your life, you're coming back through the same lessons, the same types of themes over and over and over again. So we walk our spiral to symbolize that, how we're kind of resetting again at the beginning of a new year, a new season. We're going on another round around the spiral and also the spiraling out of the sun and the light. All right. So in our stay magic 
magazine. It's a free digital magazine. If you haven't grabbed it, I'm going to actually just read to you the story. It's called Frau Frau Perkta, a winter witch. This is a German tale, an old German tale. And this is the interpretation written by our own Naomi Harris. So Naomi is a graduate of our holistic witchery and astrology programs. She uh, is trained in tarot coaching and astrology coaching by us. And she actually works now with us on our marketing endeavors and spreading the word of the sisters enchanted. So she wrote this for all of us. I'm going to go ahead and read it. Have you ever heard about Frau Perkta, legend from way back? In olden times, she was the talk of the towns, seen as both a shining goddess for the good and a fierce old witch for the wicked. With roots in the legends of the wild hunt, her tale has stood the test of time. In the days when you gathered around the fire to learn important lessons about life, Perkta came on the scene as an ancient goddess. She looked out for families, making sure they were working hard and keeping their homes tidy. If you were good and proved to be a hard worker, dedicated to taking care of the things that must be done to survive the winter, she'd leave a little gift of silver for you. If not, well, you wouldn't want to be on her naughty list. Let's just say she is sometimes referred to as the belly slitter. <laughs> as Yule approached, homes buzzed with spinning wheels, busy with wool, a necessity for staying warm during winter. And those who had worked hard, you could look forward to a reward. But Frau Perkta had a knack for knowing who was slacking off. Those who were lazy and didn't prepare would find themselves face to face with Perkta's wrath. And she was not someone you'd want to mess with. Years rolled by and centuries passed, and Perkta's story got a twist here and there. Frau Perkta was rolled into the lore of Christianity as well, becoming the shadow lurking around the doorstep of those who didn't work hard in the days leading to the 12 days of Christmas. The famous Grimm brothers painted her as more of a wicked witch, matching the fairy tale stories of their time. But no matter how her story changed, the core of it stayed the same. Presence for those who were nice and punishment for those who were naughty. Remind you of anyone? Krampus or Santa? Fast forward to modern times and you'll see Frau Perkta hasn't been forgotten. In parts of Europe, people still dress up and parade around to remember her during Yule season and leading up to the Christian holiday, holiday Epiphany. She's a mix of fun, danger, and a little bit of spookiness, reminding everyone of the old traditions and a time when consequences were a bit more severe. Even now, when Yule comes around, tales are told of her approaching visit, and you can bet the metaphorical spinning wheels are still turning. Perkta's story is a powerful cautionary tale, teaching children to keep busy, maintain the balance, and do their part for their community, reminding them of the virtues of hard work and the consequences of not helping out. So as Yule rolls in, let's keep the story of Frau Perkta in mind. Her tale is a reminder to stay on our toes and get stuff done. Very fitting for Sagittarius and Capricorn season. With the spinning wheels buzz and the winter's airs, winter air's chill, we're reminded of Yule's harsh yet powerful magic embodying the spirit of the winter season. Oh, I love that way. I love that story and the way Naomi told it for us. So Frau Perkta, there is a story for you that maybe you did not know. Uh, in my ancestry, I am mostly German. So I love hearing these stories. That's why I love the Norse myths so much the old Germanic pagan tales. I just love them. And I love this story. So there is one for you to tell possibly or not to your family. Uh, and at Yule today, light some candles, maybe make a cozy beverage, walk a Yule spiral today, tomorrow, anytime between now and the end of the year. There's really no, there's no wrong time to do this. Uh, but appreciate that there is hope. There is new life just around the corner. The light has returned again, and I do hope that you have a lovely Yule season. 
and that it is off to a beautiful start for you and yours. So your blessings to all of you listening in today. And may you find the light in this winter solstice. Thank you for listening in today. And until next time, I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead. If you liked this episode of the Expedition to Soul podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it will really help us spread everyday magic, intention, and intuition to the masses and helps us so much as a small business. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. There are new episodes every Tuesday. And as always, thank you so much for listening and being part of the community here at the Sisters Enchanted. And we'll see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.